Welcome to the Tanjo Tech Talk Podcast, where we take 15 minutes each Wednesday to help you upskill on a topic related to machine learning. We'll also sometimes include longer lectures and talks we give on other subjects. I hope you enjoy, and if you have any questions, you can reach out to me, Will Jarvis, at will at tanjo.ai. Thanks. Well, hey, Ken, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Will. So, Ken, I wanted to ask you, what are some technologies you're thinking about right now, you're thinking about implementing for the future? Are there any like big names, you know, recently that have popped up on your radar that you think it would be good for people to look into? Well, um, I mean, there, there's a couple of things that we've uh, looked at over time and then um, some things we're looking at now. Uh, one thing that's been super interesting to us is uh, uh, the graph databases, GraphQL kind of stuff. Um, that that's that's something that we built our own version of uh, using a relational database, kind of using computer science, uh, but before you could get your hands on a GraphQL database. But we keep looking at the darn things, and there's a lot of really smart people making them fast and, and enhancing them. Um, right now, we're we're uh, we've got a lot of code that works really well with the kind of hand-built graph database that we use. Um, and allows us to do some kind of uh, powerful custom things that uh, we like. But we we definitely are are looking at graph databases as a way um, to kind of get get a rapid application development. Um, might might have to trade off to be a little bit slower, but uh, as the efficiencies come in, um, that might be something that uh, we can just switch over to comfortably. Um, well, let's see. Yes, the 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 big thing that that we love and, and our uh, use every day is uh, React. Um, uh, React.js is a way of specifying um, uh, the HTML of web pages such that it's uh, um, expressed in code. Um, and that code can um, do logic and control flow and looping and all that kind of stuff. Um, and, and that's a lot more powerful than just kind of flat HTML, which is is a document. So kind of the, the difference between a React web page and an HTML kind of static web page is the HTML is just like a text file. And React is a bunch of code that runs to, that then unfolds into a text file. And that allows you to kind of wrap things around each other that are um, code like control flows and loops around a little chunk of static page and then expressing variables in that static and then then wrapping inside of that again you can do control flow around uh, it, these kind of concentric layers of an onion um, going back and forth between code and HTML and, and it's an extremely powerful paradigm um, it's something that uh, I, I used long ago in a in different situations that we hand built carefully and painstakingly. Um, now we make use uh, of React for that kind of thing. Um, and in particular, there's two sub technologies under React that are very interesting. Um, uh, there's something called hooks, which is a way of taking page state um, inside of React and making that something that can be very flexibly um, uh, used in the same way that the, the page could be layers. Now the logic can be made in layers and, and much more reusably using React hooks. 
Um, and, and that's something that we always want to do. We, uh, I think in our last talk, uh, we talked about, you know, making sure to throw things into the future to yourself. Well, both of these pieces um, allow us to kind of make um, very easily encapsulated blocks of code and, and React hooks um, allow me to throw things into the future to myself much more easily because things aren't kind of so uh, wired together specifically. They're a lot more decoupled, which is super handy if you want to kind of break off a piece and hand it to yourself in another project. Um, so uh, the, another thing that we're uh, looking at, also a sub part of React, is called, uh, what is it called? Server components. Um, so this is brand new, um, just came out very recently um, and is not kind of adopted very widely, but sometimes um, when your website is all built out of React and code, you have to wait for the page to load all of that code before it even starts drawing anything onto the page. And that can be a problem if, uh, particularly if you're trying to do search engine optimization, some, you know, Google is scraping your website or Facebook is scraping your website. And, you know, say Facebook comes in and tries to scrape a page you posted a link for, and all it does is get, you know, a megabyte of JavaScript code that it would have to run in order to see anything. It might not want to do that. Um, and so it, you, you know, you say, Hey, Facebook scrape my site. And it says, yeah, I, there's nothing in there at all. Um, and so what you wish is that you had this kind of HTML version, like a static version of the site that if a robot scrapes it, that it, that, that the server could render it and have like a ready version of the page to kind of load down to that robot. Um, and, and that's something that's now possible and, and it, it allows you to have faster load times and have the robot scrape your site um, without it being such a burden on the programmers. Um, so um, th those, are, those are some things that uh, we're looking at uh, these days. There's one other uh, piece, it's a kind of a development tool. It's called uh, Vite or Vite, <laughs> V-I-T-E, I don't know how to say it, it's so new. Um, but uh, it's a way to be able to um, have a development environment where every time you change some code in your editor and hit save, that it updates on the, the browser page that you've got on your local computer super fast. Um, and, and traditionally, um, it takes kind of a while to download a new pro a project that you haven't used on your local development machine and get it up and running so that you can do local development. Um, and, you know, that's maybe a five to 10 to 20 minute process uh, using something called NPM, the Node Package Manager. And when NPM, you know, it, it does a really good job. It pulls down a ton of files and gets them all ready and compiled and um, uh, maybe, you know, hundreds of megabytes of files get pulled down into the node modules um, for the node package manager. All those packages get, get installed. And um, this new package manager, Vitae, <laughs> Vite, um, it's crazy fast. It takes seconds to, and, and it only downloads the things that it understands you really, really need. 
Um, it's smarter about dependencies and chopping things up into just the bits you you want, uh, want to get started. So we're talking about tens of megabytes instead of hundreds of megabytes. Um, and, and that's just less stuff to process. So it's a lot faster. So, um, you know, if I want to be able to uh, grab a project and start fiddling with it, um, it could either take 10 minutes or it could take 15 seconds. Um, so we're kind of leaning in that direction. But uh, again, we there, we use a lot of different tech together. So we have to make sure that it doesn't break stuff. And so some, we're going to send somebody, we're going to shove somebody out on the plank and see if uh, there's land on the other side or uh, if it causes other problems and we have to wait for it to get integrated further. Um, so let's see, that list was uh, React with hooks. Uh, before that was GraphQL, uh, Graph Query Language and Graph Databases generally. Um, and then using uh, the Vite, Vitae um, uh, Package Manager, uh, the, those, those, are, those are kind of the blinking green lights that we're on the hill that we're heading in the direction of, and, and some of them we're already using. That's great. Thanks, Ken. <laughs> you bet. You have a good one.